Thank you for tuning in to Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson. Brought to you by Surefire Social. For more advice, tips, and strategy on small business marketing, visit surefiresocial.com forward slash podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Richardson and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that will help you improve and take your business to the next level. I try to take topics that are relevant, relevant to the time of the year, relevant to the economy, relevant to some of the dynamics that I see out there working with some of the best of the best in this industry. Today I want to talk about a topic that is, I think, especially important as we come out of the new year and going into 2017. And the focus of this topic is how to have a successful launch into 2017. As you think about this subject of launching into 2017, I think it's very analogous to other launches or beginnings of the game, so to speak, that we experience on a daily, day, daily basis. What I find in working with a lot of different remodeling companies, how they approach coming out of the gate, I think, is very different. Some say, you know, it's sort of a seamless process. You literally move from one day to the next, and it happens to be a different date. Others, I think, make it a big splash, make it a big event. Regardless of how you look at it, I think it's critical that you deal with the launch of the new year with the right degree of importance. So going back to, I think, the metaphors and the analogies, can you imagine, for example, a space launch, you know, the importance of the space launch, the importance of the planning, the importance of the communication, the importance of really tying down sort of every element of that launch to make sure it's not only successful, but also it's safe. I think we find this metaphor in sports. You know, whether it's baseball or whether it's football, oftentimes that first two minutes or the first five minutes or the first inning of the game is especially important. Now, I say this in large part because I think as you think about sort of the beginning of games, oftentimes, for example, when you look at Major League Baseball, those that score first oftentimes, more often than times, win. A much higher percentage win if, in fact, they come out of the gate and they score first. So as you think about that as it relates to your business, you know, are you scoring first or are you just gently sort of easing into the new year? This is also, I think, true when it comes to our own personal lives. You know, most of us have some degree of New Year's resolution that we'd like to do. In some cases, they're fairly aggressive. In other cases, there might be one or two things. And in some cases, quite frankly, some people I bump into don't even believe in any level of resolutions. And oftentimes, they're at the bottom of the pack when it comes to success. What's interesting, though, as it relates to a New Year's resolution is oftentimes the success or failure of that resolution, and we all have fallen short in that failure, the success or failure usually is not because the resolution was too aggressive or usually unrealistic. It's usually because we didn't come out of the gate with the right degree of discipline and the right degree of rigor. I think this relates to, again, coming into the new year and launching your business. 
you know, businesses, I think, for the most part in 2016, had a pretty good year. You know, we went through, I think, some inter interesting times uh, in terms of the elections, in terms of the economy, in terms of things being sort of up and down. However, for the most part, as I sort of led a group of remodeling thought leaders, for the most part, they experienced double-digit growth in 2016, and certainly the Harvard indicators uh, were very, very positive. So again, moving forward into 2017, I think that first quarter is really important. Matter of fact, as you listen to manufacturers or you listen to major corporations or you even listen to a lot of bigger remodelers, they oftentimes refer to the first quarter as the reason that the year was either good or not so good. And if you can come out of the gate and have a strong first quarter, I think it makes a big difference. I have many friends in the industry that have done very, very well and are quite successful, truly believe that regardless of what the economy is, their success or failure is in how they approach the business, not the environment. They believe very strongly that the first quarter or weather influences or the economy is really more distractions necessarily than uh, real keys to their success or failure. So as a result of this, I wrote a column recently that will be coming out in Professional Remodeler that's focused on sort of the subject of the launch. But what I did was I actually isolated, I think, 10 questions or 10 sort of areas that I think business owners ought to be thinking about uh, as it comes out of a launch into the new year. Now, these are just disciplines and practices that I find the best of the best that are most predictable in terms of the business just do on a very natural, regular basis. However, I do think you can go back. You can go back and ask yourself, even though we're in the first few minutes of the game, you can ask yourself the question, how do I measure up when it comes to these 10 questions or the 10 issues? So with that being said, let me go ahead and sort of unpack each one of these for you. Number one, did you do a really deep dive on 2016 in terms of the taking inventory, the good, the bad, the ugly, you know, trying to drill into both the objective metrics i.e. lead flow, cost, budget, sales, the flow throughout the year, as well as more of the subjective perspectives when it came to, I think, your team or the environment. By drilling into these things, I think it helps to give you perspective. That perspective may have been that you had the perfect storm in 2016, and therefore it's unlikely that that was going to happen in 17. So maybe you ought to be a little bit more optimistic or a little bit more aggressive in terms of some of your planning. The wonderful thing about history is it doesn't lie. It takes away, I think, a lot of the motions. It's looking in the rearview mirror and looking at the past. So the real question to start with is, did you take that level of inventory that's really required to have, I think, a really good 2017 game plan? The second question I would ask yourself is, were yours and your team's predictions accurate? Were they within 5 or 10% of what you predicted it to be? 
I always find found with my own business and folks that I circled myself with, I was much more impressed with those that could predict accurately than necessarily those that scored much higher. Predicting in business is really, really important, I think, to have a healthy business. So as you go back, go back a year and look at how you predicted 2016 would be. It could be from a budget point of view. It could be from a challenges. And none of us have a crystal ball, nor are we psychics. But predicting, I think, is very, very important. And if you predict it accurately, that should give you some conviction. It should give you some confidence that you can, in fact, continue that stride in that, that, that uh, prediction process in 2017 as well. Number three question is, did you involve all the key members and the influencers in your planning process? Now, I know that as a leader in the modeling company, it's really up to, I think, the head of the company to create the right level of vision and plan and direction. However, it's also important to involve others especially those key players in, the in, in your business and, and certainly those that even aren't necessarily the highest level of leadership but also have influence in terms of what the outcomes are. And by involving them in the process, the process of sort of almost like grabbing this big piece of clay and forming it into what that pot or what that bowl looks like, I think is very important, I think, if in fact it's going to come to pass. Number four is, did you look at all of the outside key, what I would call the environmental indicators, as you created your plan for 2017? Some of those environmental indicators that I always like to look at, one is home appreciation. You know, home appreciation is a really good indicator of how not only the overall real estate market is doing, but how homeowners are feeling about their home moving forward. If we're seeing healthy or nice degrees of appreciation, that that's a positive sign. If there's trends towards slipping appreciation, obviously that's also maybe a sign that maybe there could be some pulling back when it came to remodeling or it came to homeowner activity in the future. But either way, it is an indicator to put your ear to the ground and listen to. Another one that's important, I think, is interest rates. Interest rates obviously continue to be relatively low, but we do see signs that interest rates are going to be ticking up probably in the second half of 2017. If your business is dependent on financing, dependent on interest rates being down, it's sort of a double-edged sword. You might see more of an opportunity to push business in the first half of the year than the second half of the year. But the bottom line is interest rates do have an influence, especially when it comes to new homes and larger scale remodeling. And if you're dependent on creating a plan that's not necessarily appreciating a little bit of an uptick in interest rates, then chances are I think you're going to be more challenged. Another dynamic, I think, or environmental indicator is to watch is unemployment. Now, unemployment, I think, has an influence on certainly your clients, but it also has an influence, I think, on the labor market itself. 
If unemployment is extremely low, especially in housing and remodeling, then chances are have you positioned in terms of the backfill or the positions that you need to move forward. Are you listening to, for example, your trade and subcontractors when it comes to the labor dynamic? The stock market is also, I think, an indicator, and for the most part, uh, for the next month or two months or so, we were expecting at least the stock market to be strong. However, with some of the changes in the world and the, and the environment, with the elections and everything else, I think it could be uh, some influence. Now, I'm not saying that your future and your business is dependent on these indicators. What I am saying is it's not very smart to not take these into account with your planning. If these indicators are necessarily one or the other is good or bad, then are you tweaking and adjusting some of your marketing strategies, your plans, your investments into the new year? If, on the other hand, are the, if they're all pointing up, which I would argue the majority of them are, you probably need to be in a little bit more of a make-hay sort of, of, of mindset, especially when it comes to the first half of 2017. Number five is, is your plan for 2017 aggressive but realistic? I've always found discussing and understanding the cadence of a plan, the cadence of the flow of a project is especially important. When it comes to remodeling projects, we very much know about fast-tracking fast certain things. But when it comes to business planning, I don't think we necessarily have that into effect. It's very important for all of your team members to be in sync with not only what the plan is and why you want to do what you want to do, but also what the cadence of the plan is. If you don't have an aggressive but realistic plan, then you at least need to articulate and have others articulate what, in fact, the pace is. It's very slow. It's very methodical. It's very conservative. But everybody, I think, needs to be in sync with not only what the plan is, but also the pace. Number six is alignment. Are your key team members aligned? Now, I ask this question when it comes to CEOs of some of the best of the best all the time. It's one of my first questions is, are your key leadership team members aligned? Are your people aligned with what you're thinking? And more times than not, I find a gap between the leader and some of their key people. When I have conversations with the head of production or head of sales, oftentimes they speak in terms of different language than necessarily the owner or CEO when it comes to the plan. So it's very important that you spend some time not just focusing again on what the plan is and the place pace of the plan, but also are they all aligned in terms of some of the key priorities? Are they all aligned in terms of the pace? Are they all aligned in terms of some of the metrics that you're trying to achieve? It's sort of like rowing a boat. If you have everybody rowing the boat together in the same pace, then chances are that boat is going to move at a pace that's much, much faster than, in fact, if it's herky-jerky or out of sync. So making sure you focus on the alignment within the business, I think, is especially important. Number seven is 
almost a condescending one, but shockingly, it is one that I think remodeling business, big or small, struggle the most, and that is, is your plan in writing? Now, again, this sounds overly simplistic, but you need to have a plan. You need to have a plan in writing. If it's not in, in writing, then chances are it's going to be flawed. If it's not in writing, in writing, it chances are it's not going to be understood by the different key met team members. So making sure that you have a very simple plan that outlines the mission, that outlines the vision, that outlines the priorities, has metrics attached to it. This can be a plan that is literally written on a few pages, but it needs to be in writing and everybody needs to understand it and be sort of in sync in terms of the game plan. I oftentimes, again, I think in terms of sports. I watch, for example, NFL coaches. They have one or two pages. That's all they need for a very complex game plan. So it's not a question of writing a book on the year. It's more a question of having a simple plan in writing. Number eight. Have you shared this plan and vision with your strategic alliances and those professional relationships? Now, sharing this plan is not necessarily to get their buy-in, but sharing the plan, this plan is to get their support and their reaction and their feedback. I oftentimes find if you can ask five or six or seven of key outside influencers what they think about what you're thinking, and if all of them are enthusiastic about, enthusiastic about it, more times than not, what it does, it gives you the conviction that you need to be successful. If on the other hand, half or two-thirds question and wonder if it's too aggressive or too conservative, then you should at least go back and ask yourself those questions. I think sometimes companies can get sort of inbred, inbred with their ideas, with their plans, with their thinking. And by getting outside influencers to take a look at what you're thinking about doing for the new year, taking their knowledge into account, I think you're going to have a more successful and more predictable outcome. Number nine is do you have a monitoring process in place to review and adjust the plan throughout the quarters and the year? Having a monitoring process, quite frankly, is oftentimes as important as the plan itself. When I think about this monitoring process, I oftentimes think about a pilot. I think about a pilot flying from the East Coast out to L.A., and that pilot has obviously a game plan. He has a flight plan. But just as importantly, once he gets up into a flight, he's monitoring that flight. He's monitoring the weather. He's monitoring the communication with the passengers. He's monitoring certainly the airspeed. He's monitoring other air traffic along the way. The monitoring process when it comes to a plan and successful launch can be just as important as the plan itself. I'm a big believer that in that first quarter, you're all over what you're planning to sort of make sure that it's on track. 
You don't necessarily do any major changes after the first quarter unless you crash and burn, but at mid-year, it's time to adjust. It's no different than a football game that in mid-year, if the score is 24 to 0, your game plan is going to be different than if the score is 7 to 7. So how you approach the second half is going to have a lot to do with what the first half is. At the end of the day, whether you're in business or whether you're in a sport, you want to win the game. So at halftime, I think you have enough time at that point to adjust pretty dramatically what you want to do. Then you kick it in gear in the third quarter again. Monitor, monitor, and then you make the final kick in the fourth quarter of the year, and that's really where you step it up and focus primarily more on producing all the work that you've marketed and sold, not necessarily just selling it. Number 10 question I think you ask yourself in a successful launch is, did you kick off the year with a celebration of the previous year? And are you communicating to everyone and motivating them about 2017? Again, I oftentimes go back. There's usually a big gap between the leaders in the company and the rank and file of the company. You look at your most important asset as your team, but are you treating them with that degree of reverence and importance? I think it's critical in business and in life to celebrate. It's critical to communicate the good, bad, and the ugly, and be very honest and transparent as much as you can with, I think, some of those key things. But with that in mind, you also have to share what the vision is and what the plan is for the following year. And you have to get everybody motivated and excited. Oftentimes, these things take form in the form of an annual meeting or a big splash. It also could be in terms of some breakout sessions. But the bottom line in however you do it, depending on the size and scale of your company, you need to have a splash. You need to have a way. Now, if you haven't already done this, there's still time. There's still time to do this. For example, at the beginning of February or mid-February as you look at the whole balance of the year. So in closing... I think 2017 is going to be especially strong for the home improvement and the remodeling industry. I think it's going to be strong and there's going to be winners and there's going to be losers and there's going to be those that wish they would have done certain things. So coming out of the gate, I think, is especially important in terms of what ultimately that outcome is going to be. So I encourage you to go back, pass this podcast along to some of your key team members, Write down the list of these 10 questions, discuss what they were, see how you think you measure up, but also see how the team members think they measure up on each of these items. If you can create the level of alignment and the level of discussion and make coming out of the gate a really priority, you're going to find a lot of success in 2017. Take care, everyone. Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson was created to help business owners like you grow your business. Learn something new today? Let us know by tweeting at Surefire Social. For more podcasts, visit surefiresocial.com forward slash podcast.